Hey, what's going on? Today, the crew is at Craft Culture, Ridgewood's newest craft beer bar, bottle and can shop, located at 5904 Myrtle Avenue in Ridgewood, New York. Look, the guys sit down for some beers and a good combo with Queens native and craft culture owner, Cesar Andrade. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes and give us a good review too. We really appreciate all the support. Thank you, guys. Now, go grab a few beers and enjoy the latest dose of dopeness. Cheers. Hey, guys, what's going on? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We're back at it again here at Craft Culture in Ridgewood, Queens. And i uh, got a couple of beer goons with me. Justin, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm chilling. Happy to be here another for another episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, got, we got the newest BTBT goon uh, hopping on the show today. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? I'm Ms. Perry. I uh, just moved up to Brooklyn recently, so I'm ready to check out some more of the city's beers. Yeah, yeah. P- Perry's repping that Pittsburgh like me. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is the first time we had an imbalance in the show. It's always like predominantly Queens, and now, now we got we got. I don't know if I like this. It's it's a, it's a Pittsburgh heavy, heavy show. But we we also we're here with a very special guest, um, sir. Why don't you uh, in- introduce yourself? Hi, there. My name is Caesar. I'm the owner of Craft Culture here in Ridgewood. Awesome. And, and Cesar, you're from Queens, right? Yeah. Okay, so I feel a little better now. So it's 50-50 now. <laughs> <Yeah>. where, where <laughs> all is right in the world. Yes, all is right in the world. Nas so and Mob D. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where in Queens did you uh, grow up? Elmhurst. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I grew up in Astoria and bounced around in Queens in a bunch of different places. Right now I'm in, I'm in Forest Hills, but um, definitely loved Astoria. I, I'd love to go back, but... Um, that's another story for another day. So <laughs> let, let's just let's just jump right into it. So we were kind of doing a little, uh, um, you know, just doing a little a little research on you, and I, and I saw that in in your LinkedIn. So you uh, you have a master's of science from NYU, right? In yeah. in business, um, in sports business, right? And then you were recently a marketing director, uh, not that long ago. So how did that experience? How did how did that lead you to uh, owning and operating this fine establishment here? I mean, I actually. Before I even finished college, I worked as a for the mar- like the marketing director for a bar in Bro- in the Bronx, living in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So, getting people to that venue, uh, making that a successful place. Uh, my my uh, friend of mine was the owner of it, so he said, "You have some marketing experience." I had, you know, a lot of um, computer graphics background as well, and my undergrad. So he's like, and and I, still being in college, I knew a lot of young groups that. Sure. Like to come out and stuff and do different events, so kind of getting creative with all with that ended up leading to me growing in the marketing field. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started actually with the bar, and wow. it's ending with the bar. Nice. Um, what was the craziest thing you did to get people out? I mean, we did a lot of fraternity parties, things like that. Okay. Um, I mean, for for something being like in the middle of the suburbs of the Bronx, not we're not talking like the South Bronx, we're talking like way out there, right, right, um, almost by the water. Okay. Um, to have like people just show up to a random place and yeah. literally like be the loudest thing in the whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was it was a, a feat. Really. So let me let me revise. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of revise your questions. Like, what's the craziest thing you saw while you were doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about that <laughs> I'll have people come after me. <laughs> people are married now. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, although, you know, we'll, we'll see. We got a few drinks in you. Maybe we'll come back to that question. Um, so, you know, and, and we saw that before you were uh, uh, into marketing, you, uh, well, before you were a marketing director, you were doing marketing for the MLS, right? Yeah, MLS. Um, 
I did for a couple uh, sports teams, the MLS, MSG, um, St. John's University. And um, basically a lot, a lot of stuff had to do with, again, trying to see how to get different, different crowds, different demographics. Just because it's still sports doesn't mean that the same thing that appeals to a Knicks fan appeals to a Rangers fan appeals right. to an MLS fan. It's different demographics. To a, a WNBA fan. A right. WNBA fan to an NBA fan is very different people. Sure. Um, likewise, college sports. Uh, it's just kind of learning what what those people are into and trying to please, you know, please what they're looking for in, in a good time. Sure. Um, creating creating that environment around the game that they're you're trying to get them to see. Right. So are you um, are you a soccer fan, or you just happened to kind of get the gig? Um, and soccer is probably my third sport. Okay. It's, it's for me, it's an, um, definitely basketball, then football, then, okay. then soccer. So you're a Knicks fan? Yeah. Okay. I feel okay. your pain. I'm a Knicks fan too. Yeah. I feel <laughs> your pain. Just feel your pain. Long time Knicks fan. How about how about yeah. football? Football Giants. Okay. And uh, and soccer? Soccer. That's where it comes to. Like I only really watch the World Cups really a lot. Okay. Everything else just kind of happens. I watch it, I enjoy it, but it doesn't go past that one game. Right, right. I usually go into a game saying, okay, I want to see this team win. That team wins, and I'm like, all right, my team that I wanted to win win. Okay, okay. That's fair enough. Fair That's enough. Fair. Big, big, big Chelsea guy right here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big yeah. Chelsea guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we saw that. We were just like, yeah. oh, we got to ask him. 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 So when did you first have the idea to open up a place like this? Um, I think... I think somewhere inside of me, while I was in college, said, you know, if I could do this for someone else, I can always do this for myself. And that's kind of when my my thoughts and everything. Obviously, I can't go open up my own basketball team. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I could apply everything I've learned to to beer, which I've enjoyed beer, craft beer specifically, probably around maybe like a like a year or two after getting out of um, undergrad, when I actually started making some money and be able to like something better than like Natty Ice and stuff like that right. we use for the party <laughs> games so once I once I've discovered there's a world outside of the, that nasty beer that like I really not to be kind of negative but yeah. the beer that no I not, mean look not, you're not gonna be not gonna be so memorable as far as the beer experience itself sure once I was like able to be like you know what I could sit down and just enjoy this beer it made me explore what other beers are that like that so this whole thing has all been just a big giant exploration of Things I've I've loved um, having something like this. One, yes, I get to try a lot of beers, but two, I get to share that experience with a lot of people. Yeah, and um, I get to share it with my bartenders. I get to share it with the customers, with you guys. Yeah. Um, and as far as like when it all started, as far as the business perspective of it, um, I would say when I, so when I worked in MLS, I was working in LA. I got to see a lot of different a lot of different businesses operate. Um, with beer, with craft beer. Craft beer is probably a little bigger of a scene over there. Not so much now, but the first time I lived in L.A. was back in 2006, 2007. Yeah. And, and ba- back then, craft beer was huge compared to New York. Um, leaving New York, there was not much of a craft beer scene. Came, coming back, it had grown a bit, and I saw it kind of start to become something more than just, like, Brooklyn Brewery. You know, I saw... Right. Single cut open up, pin back open up. Then I moved to LA, saw it, what it, where it had gotten to in LA, and said, you know, this is a viable, a viable livelihood. Yeah. Um, and said, you know, I could come back and to New York with what I've learned there, what I've seen grow in New York, and 
create something that could be special not just to me but to the people around me yeah no that, that's awesome man I, I really dig that and so you mentioned you were drinking natty ice so so do you remember was there a, was there a specific beer that you were just like wow like I, I need to flush this natty ice just stop drinking with was there that specific beer do you remember or a specific style that really kind of put you on to craft the first I mean it's not really even a craft beer to be honest um, but it was like the first time you're not drinking like a like you know just a watered down lager was was Newcastle Okay. Okay. A simple, a simple, a simple, like, yeah. a like simple brown ale. Newcastle. Uh -huh. It's still like you know you're you're stepping up into a little better realm. A little bit of a higher <laughs> weight class. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're really also good. not paying not paying ten dollars for a thirty pack. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, right. Ten dollars gets you a six pack like a, like a decent human being. Yeah. I, yeah. I can I can remember like uh, when I was a junior in college for Fourth of July, my friend was like, "We're gonna pay forty dollars and get a case of Newcastle," and I was just like, "What is that?" Yeah. I was like, "This is great." <laughs> yeah, one of the best Fourth of Julys ever. Exactly. So it was yeah. like it was one, something like that, something as simple as Newcastle, yeah. where I was like, all of a sudden, beer could be malty. It could be it could be more flavorful, right. fuller body, and it wasn't and it didn't necessarily have to come through like an Irish pub bomb. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could have its own distinct flavor profile. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And then I'll, again, that started opening me up to other brown ales and other. And then someone at some point gave me. I think like a flying dog, the, the the original pale ale. Right. And that was, that was something that like I was like, whoa, there's hops that, get, that are involved in this thing too. Mm -hmm. And it kept opening me up and opening me up and opening me up to, to newer horizons. Right. Nice. Nice. So so getting getting back to craft culture here. Um, so w what was that process like? You know, you know, getting it off the ground. Like when you w from the time you had the idea and the concept to opening day. What what was the process like? I mean, no, number one thing, obviously any business you look for location 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 and i wanted at, at first i was like you know what let me i thought maybe new york city was too expensive for me so i said let me let me look outside new york and i found myself just being like this is more of a hassle to leave new york and do something where i don't know necessarily the people again it comes back to the marketing like you want to know and understand the people yeah before you just go you know you can't just throw money into things not that i had a lot of i had very small margin of error right you know so I, I i didn't want even though yeah it could be it could be a little more affordable my errors that would have happened for me not understanding that the community would have been a much greater leaving new york so I, I said you know what let me pay a little more rent bit you know stay grounded a little bit and say let me let me see what's within the more known demographic the more known um community yeah and, um I looked in Elmhurst, obviously. Being, I'm from Elmhurst, and you know the, the the community, the craft beer community is not there, not as much as it is as it has been in other other towns. Obviously, Astoria, big big craft beer community in Astoria, yeah. but already kind of saturated. I said, you know, you don't want you don't want to be the you know the next you know the next guy. Yeah. You don't want to play second fiddle. Well, or Ridgewood, or Ridgewood's up and coming. I yeah. mean, there's a lot. Um, the neighborhood's definitely changing. And and I kind of I kind of laugh for a second because as you're talking, it's like the the music from from the movie. It's like it's getting really serious <laughs> and deep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want? Is that the, well, the Departed or what do you got? Yeah. Ah, nice, nice. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, no, Ridgewood's really up and coming. I mean, we were just talking on it before the show. I mean, we know we got we got Bridge and Tunnel here. Uh, Evil Twins coming in the neighborhood. Um, we Queens got Brewery, Queens right? Breweries uh, yeah. uh, coming up. So Finback's not too far. Uh, Finback's not oh, too really? far. Obviously, yeah. you you guys are here too. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's, it's like you know, 
it's it's that craft culture renaissance is just kind of uh, growing and and, exactly. and expanding. And I and I saw that as as a great opportunity. Like I said, like everything you pointed out, I looked into it and I was like, wow, these things are. Uh, even though there's still at that time there was still no address to be found for Queens Brewery, there was still no address to be found for for uh, for um, uh, Evil Twin. Yeah, it was just rumors. You know, we were all yeah. like basing a lot of stuff on rumors. That I was like, you know what? This has the potential to be something, and I have the potential to put myself in the main right of Ridgewood. Yeah, and, and I mean, kind right of be the center of craft beer yeah. in this neighborhood. <laughs> Carry all the local guys, and and kind of be a hub for for if you want to come in. If you don't have the time to go to all those different breweries in one day, you could come here and have a little bit from each one of sure. them here. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what would you say, you know, the hardest part was of, uh, of opening up a business here in Ridgewood? In Ridgewood? Specifically Ridgewood? Um, or just in general? In general? I mean, it's definitely all, all the, all, all the bureaucracy of having to go through, uh, up, upgrading, upgrading, um, utilities. Utilities, I think, we could have been open in three months if not for, if not for, if not for, like, Connors and, and I can't even say na- National Beer was pretty good to us. Um, right. But kind of... It's just a like lot of regulations really, and yeah, red tape, had, right? a lot of regulations, a lot of... Yeah, I mean, with the construction still going on across the street, that caused a lot of delay on me getting power here so we could power the ACs. That, yeah. The, all, all, you know, the, the coolers, everything. Before before what was now, what is now, you know, there was, a, like, a wedding dress store here, so didn't have killer AC, didn't have refrigeration. Right. Didn't have what you needed. Yeah. So all that stuff had to be put in. Did, did you, you know. keep anything from the wedding dress store? You got some stuff in the back, or? I, I mean, not not, not any dresses. That that all got cleaned out. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, hell yeah, I would have kept it. <laughs> no, but um, no, we we reused some stuff. Some of the things we could repurpose, we repurposed. Um, like even little things like office supplies that they left around. You know, we still use it. We I, I still have like a filing cabinet that was left behind, and rather than throw it out, and actually has like the original. Um, like Glen Ridge Financial, um, written on it. Okay. It's in the basement. So, it, you know, it's something that I was like, I could, I couldn't bear to throw it out. I restored it, sanded it down, got all the rust off of it, put some fresh paint on it. Okay. And you know, like something like this should stay in the neighborhood, not just get dumped. Okay. Was there ever a point in time when when you were just kind of weighed down by all the red tape and all that bullshit? When you were like, man, I don't even know if this is gonna happen. Of course, man. You have to, I don't think I don't think any business owner could tell you that they didn't go through that. Right. I mean, maybe if they've been through it many, 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 many times, but if you're a first-time business owner, you know, well, this this being my second venture, but this was my first big venture. Um, for 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 a business owner, I think everybody has to go through that. It's almost like a rite of passage. Okay. Persevering and not giving up. Sure. And um, when did when did you guys finally open? Finally opened. I mean, it's weird. I could put the the the, the soft opening date or the or the hard date when we opened for everybody. Uh, let's start with the soft. Go with the hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Soft opening date was probably yeah. like the like the second weekend of May, and then we opened for everybody the the very following the very following uh, Wednesday after that. And that was in in uh, May in May 2017. Yeah. yeah. So like like. Uh, yeah, it's like the 17th or something like that. It came up. Okay. How did that feel? Opening doors for the first time. Oh my God! It was like a, it was crazy. It was um, 
a, weight, a huge weight off my chest, man. I could imagine the stress and, and the it anticipation. Like, it was like um, just kind of seeing everything finally come in. And, yeah, it's great having the soft openings. Your family comes out, your friends come out, people that, that have been knowing already ahead of time. But you don't know if, if – is the things you put on Instagram, the things you had like a big vinyl on the windows. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if any of that stuff gets seen until like, you actually see, I don't know, not that everybody else from the real customer, but you, you people, see people come through the new door. people that you never met before come right. through the door. Right, and right, right. hits the road. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, that's when it was like, yes, this is real, <laughs> you know? Nice. So currently, how many how many taps do you guys have here? 16 taps. 16. So we have a flight in front of us. Do you yeah. Can you kind of... Tell us a little bit about what we uh, so we, we got five, nine, ten, and fifteen. The first one you started with is the, the so cute sour, which is actually from Finback. Fin, yep. Um, currently on tap, this uh, on the taps, this is the closest beer to to craft culture, although we have some stuff coming from Bridge and Tunnel as well. Sure. Nice. Shout out to Rich. Yeah. Shout out to Rich. Rich, Rich yeah. The, like you said earlier, the hardest working man. In the hardest industry. working man in, in the industry. Sure, yes, absolutely. he is. Um, He's a beast. Yeah. Um, but so cute, sour, delicious. One of the best sours I've had all summer long. Yeah, they do a really good job over yeah, there at yeah. Finback. I, I actually have, like, a, yeah. That's uh, what you got? Bit. Yeah, I, I love it. This is really good. Nice. I I, think I went with the Inner Borough uh, Pipeworks, uh, that collabo. Uh, very nice. I mean, both those breweries are always do really good things. Yeah. But uh, okay. kind of, I wanted to kind of diversify the... Um, the flight there, so so keep keep taking us through. What do we got? Uh, what do we got After next? That we have we have iconic. We have their um, where does Bond where where does Bond sorry where does Bond where does Bond where does Bond um it's their blonde it's their blonde ale it's delicious it's um I mean uh, if you know anything from iconic they're also local guys yeah Queens. Queens. Queens Queens dudes yeah they're, um, they're kind of like I feel like and we actually did did a show there last month yes, we I, did I feel like they're kind of like. The, the sleeper brewery in Queens where it's yeah. like not as many people may know about them but they're doing really good things yeah, over there it's not sure. super hype but it's really good stuff I've, I've, I've enjoyed almost every beer I've had from them yeah I've went to visit a couple of times the guys there were always amazing and good dudes you know, local local yeah, guys local, local guys, guys. Local gotta guys. give it up to them Queens all day and, um, and, and then the next we got one of the heavyweights in the Queens beer scene right yeah LIC beer, beer project, project. Uh, so LIC beer project um, it's you know this is one of the one of their um, new pale ales. The this is the coated tile, so they're gonna keep this kind of going on um, in larger in larger um, volumes. Yeah. So that so it becomes more available. This will be the, one of their beers that they're gonna make more available to a lot of the a lot of the bars. So right. Almost sort of like a staple, sort of, exactly. but not really. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's something that you can easily get. It's not. It's not. Um, oh, it was limited release, and it was X, X amount expensive because it was limited release. This one's going to keep going. Okay. Uh, so, you know, PO, you'll probably have it here first, but you'll you'll see it more see it and more. Places. I've, yeah, I've yeah. already seen it a handful of places. Yeah, it's, it's definitely starting to make its rounds, at least at yeah. the beer bars. Exactly. Like, to, to get that. Exactly, and it's going to help It's going to help LIC kind of become a bigger, bigger, bigger name yeah. all across New York City. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're already, I mean, I, I would have to say as far as, Notoriety goes. I mean, they're 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 pretty big, you know. Yeah. They 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 are pretty big, and um, I like what they're doing over there. And then the last one, um, what do we got here? The last guy, which one? Fifteen. 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 Uh, the burial skillet donut. That's delicious. The donut stout, right? Yeah, it's a donut stout. I mean, yes. 
Love me no, some stouts. It does not taste like donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does not. It's a good it, name. But it's it does a good not name. keep it from being delicious. Right. Um, it's it's yeah. it's more on the coffeeier side, but uh, we we had we've had having had other coffee stouts. This one's really good. It's like the right balance of a little bit of sweetness uh, and and a good amount of coffee. Um, not too bitter. That's to the point that's off-putting. Still, still a good, a good hefty um, alcohol content. Yeah. So it's not like a weak beer by any chance, but it's definitely, it's definitely not one that's like you're just drinking it just to get fucked. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I don't, Justin, you want to start kind of passing them around. So, um, and, and now for your per- personal preference, right? Like, what, are, what are kind of some of the beer styles that you gravitate I'm, to? I'm all over the place. To be quite honest with you, I mean. I gravitate towards saisons, saisons like a lot of the, a lot of the, the yeastier stuff with saisons, Belgians. But then I definitely, like I said, I, my my roots started with the maltier stuff when I had mm-hmm. the brown. So I'm always looking for something as delicious as like again Bridge and Tunnels, um, their ha- their Tiger Eyes, one of my, yeah. one of my favorite. And, and Tiger Eyes was good. One of my favorite beers out there, you know. Yeah. O- only second by their by their uh, by their maple Tiger Eyes. Oh yeah, the, the one with the yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that's that's not bad yeah, as well. They make really good. They make really good brown ales. Um, and then, uh, as far as as far as IPAs, I mean, my so far my, two of my favorite breweries for IPAs has been Vinback. Well, three Vinback, Pipeworks, and Innerborough. So the Pipeworks and Innerborough, I had to get those. Oh yeah. yeah like <laughs> I, was t- I was telling you before the show that. I started with the with the uh, with the stay gold the, yep. the, the collaboration. Then I'm now I'm doing the the mad fat unicorn and I'm following that up with the unicorn versus mad fat. And if they keep making stuff together, I'm gonna keep buying it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. <laughs> they, haven't, um, they haven't let me down yet. No, no. And, and Innerborough just recently had their one year anniversary. Um, those guys are. I think they are one of the top breweries in all of New York. Innerborough. Yeah. Um, absolutely. They, stuff they make there. a lot of quality stuff. I mean, especially if you're if you're a guy that likes. Uh, Hops, you know, if you're a hoppy dude, they they are one of the you know one of the best breweries. Um, yeah. They're doing big things. I also like how they have like the hip hop influence with oh, all yeah. their, 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 Well, their Jesse used to be like a DJ, you know. Shout yeah. out to Jesse over there. Um, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's re- he's a real good dude. Um, so so let me ask you, uh, as far as um, obscure beers and obscure breweries, who like like like, like like who do you think hasn't been getting enough attention? Obscure beers. Uh, I mean, within New York or in general? In, well, let, let, let's say um, within New York. I mean, within New York, you would definitely have to go with with Bridge and Tunnel, and like you said, iconic. Those two, I think, are probably the more underrated breweries. Um, I would agree. Really, I would agree. You know, they fly under the radar. Uh, rich, rich in, um, rich in, uh, in Bridge and Tunnel. He, he does a standout job. He's always creative. Always something like you've never heard of, like a freaking IPA made with bagels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the New York yeah. IPA. Yeah, New York right? IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty crazy stuff, but tasty. You know, nonetheless yeah. tasty. Yeah, his um, videos of that are, are pretty funny. Check out the Bridge and Tunnel Instagram. That I mean, that one's great. I love the I love the what do you call it the the um, Smooth Beach Miami from Finback. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. It's Smooth Beach Miami's awesome. a nice beer. Yeah. yeah. It's truly awesome. I mean, that's gonna be that, and ironically, those the, the two those two breweries are are the gonna be the first two breweries that have repeated beers from the f- the one of them was the, uh, Bridge and Tunnels um, Bone Orchard. Yeah. 
uh, and the second one being the Smooth Beats Miami, which will be coming back hopefully in a week or two. I'll have it in here. I have it downstairs just waiting to kind of, for the right moment to put it on. Okay. And as far as other creative stuff, I mean, the guys, the guys from Iconic are always kind of pushing the envelope of like different little ways to tweak, to tweak like beers you've heard of before. Um, so like Cezanne, the, Cezanne, the Hibiscus Cezanne, the hip hop, amazing. Yeah. You've had that? Yeah, the yeah. hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And then you have the, um, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're gonna distribute it out there, but the, the proper burial, that yep. one's, you had that one? I've had, yeah, yeah. That awesome. That's good. It's good. They need to start, they, they mentioned on our show they were gonna start uh, canning soon. And yeah. obviously, you know, canning's the big craze. You gotta have the yeah. cans, you gotta have the cans. So it'll be interesting to see if their hype kind of jumps once they make their stuff available in cans. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it almost sucks that canning is what gets you over that hump. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, definitely canning's going to help them tremendously because a lot of their stuff is crazy good and crazy creative. Yeah. Um, so, so speaking of cans and, of course, bottles, obviously you guys have a can and bottle selection and you got, you know, people can come in, they can take them to go or they can drink them here. Roughly like, you know, you know, give or take, how many, how many cans, how many, bo- how many bottles do you guys carry at any given time? Anywhere between 150 to 200, roughly. Wow. Wow. 150 um, to 200. Yeah. Man. I mean, it, you can have a lot of fun here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, get, you, get, you get caught in a, like, a hurricane or whatever, boarded and up. For the most part, and for the most part, any one of our, between all of our bartenders, we've had all of them. You wow. Know, may, nice. You know, maybe, unless like something just came in like this week or something like that, we haven't had the chance to have it yet, but we'll get yeah. to it. <laughs> Nice. That's cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So we go recommend stuff if you know you've tried something. If you're like, okay, that's the great thing about like here is like if you had your know, 16 taps is not enough. Like you know, I'm, like right now I don't have a wit up there. If you ask me for what's a great wit, I'll definitely point to the to the to the flagship wit. That's one of my favorite out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's there. It, there's not many places like this. Like. There, there, there's like one or two in Astoria that, but that let that like um, Astoria beer and cheese. Um, but I mean, you guys also have food here too, right? Yeah. You, you guys have like kind of a, um, is it like a full food menu or, or full food menu. Nice. I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's what sets us apart from anybody else that has a similar model. Mm-hmm. Is our food menu? I definitely think that, that we've had people that don't even like beer, and and. Um, would you, would you would listen to somebody get shot up in the departed right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's awesome. And and you guys, you know, have people come in sorry, and just play. No, 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 that's fine. To, got, hey, man, this, this is this is in the off. moment. There's yes, people yes. people listen totally to the show because it's a conversation <laughs> and it's in the moment. And For uh, sure. there's nothing I can do about this in editing either. So just enjoy it, you know. Um, <laughs> there's somebody getting shot in the background. That's all that's happening. It's Queens, baby. You know it's how we Queens. do. Um, <laughs> But that's cool. I mean, I mean, people come in and you got movies on, and, and, yeah. and you guys, do, and, and you guys got the board games and stuff. And stuff yeah, 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 yeah. And also, we, we saw that you have a like a custom glass etching night. Yeah, what's that? Oh, that was that was one of the nights that we did that with um with um New Belgium. So they they actually bought the the custom glass the custom glass etching machine. Okay. I'd be, I'd be great if I could afford one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean that's not a bad idea though. Okay. That's not go. a bad idea. Someone some down the line that maybe I could I could work towards. You might have heard it first. Beer yeah. today, beer tomorrow. <laughs> craft culture. <laughs> Just curious, as far as your beer and cans selection, yeah. right? Like some places focus on really rare stuff mm-hmm. at all, 
and then everybody else is kind of like, you know, just the general, what are you looking for? What do you like, you know, casually have? Yeah. Do you have more of a mix of the both or I, do you focus I, on one or the other? I feel like I definitely have a mix of, of both. Um, I like to I like to go obviously put as rare things as I can get my hands on, and and then I pepper in some stuff that's like you know around about that you can find maybe find in other places, but will help you um, kind of not get not get put off by like because obviously let's be real there's some of the stuff that's a little rare sometimes gets to be a little pricier too. Yeah. So I want to give people a good roundabout option that like, maybe you're not maybe you just want a good beer you don't it doesn't need to be like the trendiest thing right now or the brand newest beer in the market you just want a good beer definitely and, and I want to give I want to be able to you have the space to serve everybody you know oh yeah totally yeah man for sure um, so I mean you know some it, an interesting thing that, that we, we talk about sometimes is kind of like you look at the craft beer scene and New York is interesting right because New York's very diverse yeah. and you got the boroughs you got people from everywhere especially Qu- Queens is actually uh, statistically the most diverse place on earth you have so many different spoken languages yeah. people from different cultures all over the world and, it, and that's a beautiful thing that's one of the one of the things that makes Queens you know the greatest place on earth I'm sorry my Pittsburgh friends it's just, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know at, the, the cra- at times the craft beer scene has not necessarily I don't know if I want to say criticized but but it hasn't necessarily seen been, been seen as the most diverse um, as far as the community goes, I mean, how have you found it? Just opening here and, and this Ridgewood community and Queens community at large, how have you found they've embraced coming here and, and, and have they been receptive? And, and how do you feel about all that? I mean, it's definitely been something that a lot for a lot of, let's say, what has not been like, like that diverse, like that. Let's say the newer the newer demographic that we're you're trying to capture everybody. Yep. So sure. you want. You want to introduce good beer to everybody, and you hope that everybody be receptive to having a new good beer. And we found that a lot of people that never, ever, ever had a craft beer, and like the, probably like their, you know, their their top beer was like Stella. Um, they come here and said, you know, let me try something like a Stella. I introduce something more or less the next step up or two from the Stella. Yeah. And then while they're trying, I mean, like you know what? Here, try this other thing. This is. You know, you might, you might like it, you might hate it. Give it a try. And Just try like, oh, it, right? Yeah. And I give them a little sample, a little taste. And we're never shy to do that for, for our customers. And it, we find it helps it helps them kind of open up. And next time they come, they're like, oh, did you have something like that? Or, or you know, now I'm ready to try it. You know, I'm not, I'm not I'm, let's say the, the first time they were with friends, they didn't want in the mood to experiment. But then they come alone, or they come like just in a couple, and now they're ready to experiment. You know, it opens up their mind to, to trying new things. And we've seen a lot of new customers that never had a craft beer in their life come here and really, like, embrace the place. Yeah. And, like, come and be like, you know what? I've never had this cider. I've never had this. I've never even had a cider. And now, like, you know, cider is their thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you find that doing, because you do flights, which mm-hmm. is becoming more common, um, do you think that, like, a lot of people come and do that, like, as a couple? Or is that more like if you're solo, is, do you have to already be into beer, or are people willing to just jump on that? Um, I think you have to be into beer a little more to do the to do the flights. Sometimes I feel like people, because one flight is usually a little more than one full pour, they, they'll they'll go to the one full pour that they think is gonna be their number one for the night. And whereas when someone's into craft beer, they're like, you know what? All these sound great. I, gotta, yeah. I can't have them all, <laughs> right. so I got to narrow it down to four. Right. You know, 
Which would be me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally natural. Like, I'm the same way. I go to a place I want, and I see a list like this, I'm like, Shit, my mouth starts watering just looking at it. You gotta get the like, flight to at least try as many as you exactly, can, right? Exactly. So I've had friends that I've had friends that Intercraft beer come in like, you know, what, we're gonna go flight down the whole list. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't end well, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going down the line, right? Yeah, uh, yeah they're going down. <laughs> but, but um, but nonetheless, um, yeah, definitely, I would think that flights are probably for the for for more for. I'd say the more experiment of cra- experiment experimental yeah, craft yeah, drinker sure. and um, whereas you know that that's where like I said while they found their number one on like slipping like a little taste not, not a flight size like maybe like a taste or sample yeah. yeah it's just to, like say here try this other guy if you like let's say right now I have two pilsners up there if you like pilsner number one maybe you want to try pilsner number two and then I'll throw in a little a little October first. Yeah. Go like a little you know? step up, yeah. little, little, little baby then, steps, yeah. Exactly. And see like where they co- where their comfort levels are. Maybe they like more the German-ish style beers, the Belgian-ish style beers, you know, the American stuff. Yeah. Um, you don't want to shock them because some people, you know, like, I, like you know, when I was first, you know, I've been crap beer a while and I want to introduce people and, and people that are not, like usually what I'm drinking, uh, not always, but it tends to be like a really hoppy, hoppy beer, IPA, yeah. double IPA. Um, which I'm, ch- I'm sort of getting sort of away from, uh, even though I still love it, uh, you know, I'm sort of getting a little bit away from it. I'll, I love all kinds of styles, and I feel the market's a little saturated, but that's another story. But it's interesting, though, like, you know, people want to try it, and if they're not into craft, and you give someone, like, a double IPA, they're just like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah. even... They, they that's, didn't that's like s- saying, hey, do you like wings, and then giving them something that's tie level 12. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know why you, you were mentioning, you know, down the line and all the taps here, I got a great idea for another show, right? We come here, 16, uh, you got 16 beers on draft, you do 16 beers down the line, pints, Ooh, see what yeah. happens, do a show about it, you know? <laughs> see who survives. See who survives, yeah, 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 right? Beer survivor. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you oh, go. Document right. the whole fucking thing. I mean, well, I live near here, so so it might not be that big of a deal. I got Uber. You know? yeah. I got Uber. It's, it's so, you know, <laughs> no problem. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so so my question is, um, what do you do when somebody comes in here and they're like, I want a bud? I want a bud? I tell them, hey, um, we have something like like five times better than a bud. But, <laughs> you know, so like right now I have the Oktoberfest, which is a lager at uh-huh. the end of the day. They'll try it out. I've had literally somebody come in. Oh, I don't have. You don't have butter on the line uh, on the board. Are you guys getting any butts? And I'm like, I'm like, not really. But you know, definitely try this guy out. You, you want to be kind. You don't. I, I. We never thumb our nose up to someone and says, right. you know, I want a butt or I want a Heineken or I want a or a Corona. We kind of try to guide them between the taps and the and the and the fridge. We definitely feel like we have a good opportunity to like help them, you know, yeah. open their minds up and. Maybe it's not bud price, you know, but if, you, if especially with with the, with the draft lines, if you give them a little sample, they're like, oh, like, this wow. is this is a, yeah. whole, a whole new level of, of beer that I've never had before. You know, it, it, it's interesting. The last show um, uh, I did that actually um, was with Homebrew and Hand Grenades, and I asked them, you know, what's what's their philosophy there? And uh, I loved their answer. Their answer was basically like pinkies down. It's just beer. And yeah. you like what you like. And you'll be surprised. You know, we talked about this the last couple of shows. And, just you always ask that awesome question. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I, you know what? But let me, before I even get into it, let me, let me let you ask the question. Just ask okay. the question. What was the last time that you drank? 
That was Carl. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> judgment. Star photographer. Star photographer. Carl, you want, you want to come on and say hello to the audience real quick? Yeah. Just, just say hello. It's always good to see you guys. You bring life to beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's a good man. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Take care. He's a really good dude. He's a, he's a character. He's a, he's a great guy. Carl, great photographer. I see him at all the beer festivals. Uh, but just, yes, continue with your question. Yes. So when was the last time you drank a Bud or a Coors or something like that? <laughs> you know she's listening. She's back there. You know. <laughs> I think you got your answer. No. That's fair. But you know what though? It, it, it's funny though because because we we ask that question and, and the answers vary. But you'll be surprised that there'll be some guys that you wouldn't expect to say, and they'll be like Miller High Life, you know, and and. Yeah. And they'll be like, you know, that's even when I did the homebrew show, you know, uh, Peter Tripp, he, the dude's awesome. And he was like, yeah, Miller High Life, that's in his top five. And it's interesting, you know, to see that, um, you know, it, it's just beer. And, and I feel like the craft beer scene, like the dudes that are really, the people that are really into craft beer tend at times, and, and I think we're all full victim to it, tend to be a little snobby. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, our perspective is that craft beer is the best kind of beer, but I mean, you you drink what you like, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. As far as like, aside from from the but um, I mean, I'm, when I'm at a beach, I could definitely enjoy Bud Light Lime probably over any any other mm. refreshing beer. Believe it or not, Bud Light Lime, uh, uh, okay. the artificial lime does it for me. Artificial lime, with the genetically modified corn and all, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it just just does it when I'm when I'm when I'm hot and thirsty. Um, Listen, I, I went when I was younger. Um, I, I, at the same time, like in the same week, I could dr I could drink like a Lachouf yeah. or a Whitehead Stefaner, and then a Saint Ides, you know, or a Cold Forty Five. So you know, you grow and you and and you you know you move forward with your palate. And the one thing about craft beer that I think you know, even though it's just beer, you drink what you like. I, I don't think, you, you know, if you drink craft beer, I, I, first of all, I believe that there's a beer for everybody out there. And there, you're not going to match that flavor profile or that flavor spectrum with commercial beer. You're just not. No. Uh, and that's why you see I mean, commercial beer trying to buy up craft beer. Yeah. I mean, and that's just like I said, I can still, still get down and enjoy a nice, a nice um, Newcastle. Even though it's, it's a bigger brand, it's a bigger name, it's, it's owned by the bigger guys. It's still... To a certain extent, made with that flavorful mindset, even though it, yeah, they 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 mass produce the shit out of it. They, yeah. They've, they've you know hoarded over ten times over, you know, but it's still it's still a pretty good beer, you know. And if there's not there, there, there's a lot of brown ales out there, and that one's still one that's like malty, heavy enough, still refreshing enough to to, to drink a, a six pack if you wanted to. Sure, sure. So do you um. Have you done, or do you do any home brewing? I have not started any home brewing. That's, I mean, everybody asks me that. Um, really? Like, like, if I should that, like, the next step for me is like open up a brewery. And I'm like, I, I still got, got a lot to learn. I still sure. Got, as much as. I mean, this is a good first step. Yeah, this is a good first step. But I mean, and I'm sure this occupies a lot this, of this, your time. This is, this is, yeah. But this is, I would say, in that sense, I could, I feel like I could, I could, I could share something with the consumer perspective where like I'm, I'm drinking beer just like you guys are yeah I, yeah I, I understand the passion that it takes to make a beer and I understand the hard work it takes to make a beer 
Um, one of my bartenders brewed the home brews. I think my other bartender, she's very home brew. And, and um, so I understand the hard work that definitely takes to go through it all. But um, I'm that kind of, I'm a perfectionist, so I, I don't want to be able, I want to start something yeah. if I can't go 100% in on it. And like That's fair. Really like. I respect it. Give, give it. give it like, like I want my first beer to be a masterpiece. And yeah. I want my first beer to be like, wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll fail at that. Well, you know, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's the first beer you share, right? Not yeah. the first beer you make. There you go. <laughs> but, there you uh, go. I mean, I, I had a bunch of friends that always asked me why don't I brew, right? Yeah. And I I brewed once or twice at places that you know have all the equipment and all that. But at the end of the day, I'm more on your boat. Like, I'd rather share beers with people and show them the light, if you will, right? Yeah. Like that it's more than just yeah the things you had in college, right? Exactly. To me, that's the better way to. To enjoy a beer with people, right? Exactly. If you're into making things, right? That's a totally different, that's a different philosophy, right? Exactly. Some people are builders, makers. Other people, they just like to have a good time. Yeah. To me, like, yeah, that, that's a good thing about like sitting and enjoying a, and just drinking a beer. That it's the pressure's off when you're making the beer. The pressure's on, and I think it would change my perspective of beer. I don't want to say in a beer, but it just it just changes, you know. Whereas right now, I could be all positive about it. And and they'd be like, damn, I, I that last batch, and I'm mad at myself about it. And right now, I have a beer, and there's nothing bad about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, well, without na- naming any names, have you had any, like, negative experiences dealing with, with um, distributors and, and, like, purchasing oh, yeah. beer? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. there's one distributor that just don't carry their stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Being that, like, they only carry, like, one, one brand that I would carry in this place. And then everything else, like they've tried to like, like say, you know what, you could, you should really have Sapporo in here. And I'm like, this is not a Sapporo kind of place, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So I was like, I'm like, if you're if if you're the if you're supposed to be the sales guy, you should kind of get the feel I'm, I'm after, and that shouldn't be the first first word out of your mouth. Sure. So I, I have a question with sales guys that come to p- try to pitch their beer. Um, do they ever not lead with an IPA? Do they ever not lead? With like when they come in, are, are they ever yeah. like like yeah? Is yeah. is there like different styles? I mean, uh, they they, they I, I, I've appreciated that. I mean, I think by now, by now they've gotten they've gotten to know me better. Um, where they know that maybe that's not what I'm after right now. Like I'll get that. The IPAs will will come. Sure. Especially from the local guys, the IPAs will come. Oh yeah. And a lot of local guys self-distribute, so sometimes it's on them to either either introduce me to the top pilsner out there, the the, the top um, brown ale that you know, somebody local may not be making, and and go that route. You know, right. this is interesting. This is a barrel aged so and so, and more or less that that they, they they do really well with me, and then and then they can move into the IPA. Right. You know what? Before before I let you go, I have this this crazy new IPA. Right. This crazy limited IPA that you know there's only one keg of them there. You okay. want it? Yeah. But they already got me on some something else. Something else, right? But yeah, yes. There's times that they do that they do leave an IPA, but it, uh, I think I've built a good enough rapport with them that yep. it's not necessarily like I have th- I have these goals. I gotta sell all these extra things. Let me start with that first. It's like they go in with the quality, and then afterwards um, they get me the good stuff. And then hey, if you need a favor, I got you. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's the way. It's the way the business works, right? Yeah. Um, so you guys got have any um, upcoming events that you can talk about? 
upcoming events we have on the 23rd we have the Richard Stroll it's happening on Myrtle well it's on Seneca Avenue um, by the corner of, of Myrtle Avenue and we'll be having uh, right now it looks like at least five breweries participating with us nice uh, we'll have a uh, like about a thousand square foot um, tent uh, and we'll be distributing little samples of different of different breweries. The breweries right now that we have um, are, are um, Bridge and Tunnel, Binback, Innerborough, and Big Alice, LIC Beer Project, and possibly and possibly uh, um, KCBC. But we're, we're waiting to find out. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, we're waiting cool. to lock that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be to no detriment on their own. Yeah, you're right. Probably my fault. They don't get to do it. You know? <laughs> I like what they're doing. I mean, yeah, all those breweries they're you they're mentioned they're are really they're awesome. They're all but, uh, quality guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And KCBC is another one that just recently had their one year anniversary, yeah. too. It's a, it's a good brewery. I like what they're doing over there. Yeah. Both, both those, all those places, I'm like, I'm happy to do business with them. Um, if, they're, if, if I'm sharing that with them, it's because that's like me kind of sending a thank you. Um, a thank you for my part. Because. You know, at the end of the day, that's open to the local businesses. Yeah. And I'm opening that up to, to everybody else that, you know, to, I want to call them partners in ways. Sure. I, my place would not be the same without their beer. Right. Right. Know? It's all community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if people want to learn more about craft culture, like where can they go? Like what, what's your website URL? You guys on all the social media channels? I would say, honestly, the, my number one social media is probably, is probably Instagram. Craft Culture NY nice. on Instagram. I feel um, like Roddy Roddy Piper is going to come out right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, <laughs> we have, we have uh, our website. I'm not, I'm, I'll be 100% honest, I'm not the best at keeping it up to date. Sure. So for the, for the latest and greatest, you definitely go on, on IG. Uh, Insta- IG. And what's, you, what's your IG uh, handle? What's uh, the name on IG? Craft Culture NY. Craft, craft Culture NY. Oh, yeah. On, on Facebook, it's Craft Culture they're both basically whatever I'm putting on Instagram is gonna just copy over to every, everything else. Sure, sure. Um, just the website just takes a little more work. Yeah, you know it's a lot. I can you know yeah. you imagine the business you got you got yeah. so much going on. I can only imagine yeah. you know. Um, yeah, part of it is because the drafts the drafts change so frequently. Right. Like I said, I don't repeat any keg. So when one keg finishes, a complete different keg follows it, and oh wow, it, it, okay. it makes it it makes it a little more challenging to like. Sure. To the keep things up to date. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I can imagine. And you guys, you guys do do football games here too, right? Yeah, we do the football games on. We do the football games uh, obviously for Friday, Monday, and Thursday. We have special special nachos for those days, nachos and chips. Um, we have the Taco Tuesdays for the for, the, for Tuesday nights. We, we try to do like the, we're gonna try to figure out like different ways to like incorporate different food items um, for special days. That way we don't make our menu like blow our menu up completely like where it's like the Ten Commandments. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of, of yeah. food menu, but we're still able to offer like special fresh food for everybody. Nice. Like I said before, the the food really I think is what set, sets us apart. Like um, we have teachers that come here to, to eat during lunch breaks and stuff. Yeah. And you know then they're not drinking; they're just eating. They're just yeah. eating. Yeah. yeah. People that come just for the food that come to learn the place is just like you know a restaurant that so happens to have. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. That that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, what are your what are your hours of operation? Um, that's something that's still with, that's still in the works of uh, right now. As it currently is, it's um, eleven thirty to let's say roughly eleven o'clock. Um, it kind of it kind of sways a little bit based on the crowd. Uh, during during the weekends, it goes till till one a.m. 
you're open every day or you every day really seven yeah. days a week seven days wow a week. man okay, okay. Yeah. um how many of those days uh, um hours are you in here um too many right I, I mean I'm, I'm here i do all the day shows on the during the week friday except for friday um and then friday i usually like roam around kind of get a lot of a lot of errands for the place going yeah and then night times i'm still here if i here and there I'll, I'll jump out for like an hour or two and then i come back to help the guys close um but uh you know i mean i can't even begin to know how many hours <laughs> yeah. uh, Man, i could imagine I make myself comfortable here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what would you say um if you could kind of just kind of summarize it what would you say the philosophy is here at craft culture i mean Summarize it. I mean, I, I, I don't say uh, there's a beer for everybody. Okay. There's a beer for everybody. Maybe you haven't found it yet, but there's a beer for everybody. Um, we, you know, we've had people that are totally against beer, and then they try something, and it's like, oh, this is not too bad. I've never had a beer like this. Talking about a sour. They're, they're not used to like craft beer. They never, yeah. they've never seen a sour on the regular like sure. mainstream market, um, or they've never had a stout that tasted like like creme brulee or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So like when they have something like that, it's like that'll turn your mind around. It's like wait, beer is not beer, beer is not only you know yellow and right and, and crisp. It could be it could be dark, malty, sweet. Sure. Yeah. You're, you're converting them one beer at a time, huh? Yeah. Bringing them into the community. Exactly. exactly. Awesome, dude. And awesome. then if not, we always have the ciders. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You always got the ciders. Um, so right now, what would you say the uh, funkiest beer you have right now? E- either tap or can or bottle. What's the funkiest beer you guys are selling right now, in your opinion? Funkiest beer, man. I would have to, I might have to say, and I don't know how to pronounce it, which is the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, from, it's from Stillwater and Dukes. Okay. D-U-X? D-U-G-G-S. Oh, D- okay. Um, it's a Swedish beer. All uh, right. Probably both their beers, which is the, the the Tropic Punch Ale. Okay. And the other, they both they collabed on two beers, and the other one was the, the uh, Coco Cacao. I have not had either of those. Yeah. You got those in cans or bottles? Bottles. There's like tiny bottles. They're a little. They, they tend to be a little pricier because they're coming from. Street. Well, yeah, they're imported. Yeah. But um, but they're delicious. They're Interesting. I, I, which one? Which of the two do you like more? Um, probably the cocoa cacao. Cocoa. Yeah. That, that yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's like a little tropical cocoa. punch and cocoa cacao. Yeah. Cocoa cacao is like it's like thirteen percent and it's like, but it's smooth. Man, wow. yeah. that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Amazing. So um. You know, we've, we've had a lot of good conversation tonight. Uh, we covered a lot of topics. Is, is there anything that we haven't covered that you want our audience to know about craft culture? I mean, we haven't covered. I mean, we definitely want to keep experimenting. Definitely want to keep growing and seeing, like, like where else can where can we take beer maybe where it hasn't been before? What can we do to like yeah. keep keep um, growing? Our reach. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I don't have. We don't have. Like me and my bartenders, my cooks don't have all the answers as to like what people want. We want to hear them, but we definitely encourage people to let us know. Like, hey, if you have an idea, let us know. Or do you think something might work that we're not doing already? Sure. Um, and you know, one of those things that 
one like just like people say, hey, do you have have you ever found this beer out there? And I look for it, and I find it, and I, I'll bring it in if it's an interesting enough beer. Okay. Sure. Um, likewise, if the, if the prog- if they have a program that they would love for us to do, uh, if it's interesting enough, I'm definitely down to do it. Nice, nice. Um, so you know, just going around to the goons here, Justin. Any any parting thoughts, questions? Yeah, um, I like I like the Finback Sour. Uh, I'm going with that. I'm probably going to have another one of those this evening. Uh, I, I I live in a neighborhood, so I so I need to come up here more. Like just like I, I've been, I live down the block from uh, Bridge and Tunnel, so I'm bothering Rich all the time now. So so I'll be in here. Definitely. Yeah. Perry, any 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 parting questions, words, thoughts? I would just say this kind of reminds me of a. Uh, Copenhagen. Yeah. Anyways, I, I like that that format of like having the choice of really good beers on tap yeah. that are local mostly, but interesting no matter what. Yeah. But also being able to you know dabble with the bottles and cans definitely makes it a much easier choice when yeah. whether you want to be picky or just have a good one. Definitely. I mean, like I said, where you can definitely find similarities. Again, like I said, the one thing that I could say nobody has something similar to us is our food, and that's what where we we work very hard at it because that's at the end of the day we don't make the beer but we do make the food right right that's what that's that's our staple on in, in the industry good nice good to know that's good, good to know, know. that's okay. good to know well guys beer today beer tomorrow here at craft culture mm-hmm. in uh ridgewood queens mm-hmm. so glad that we could be uh um hosted here thank you so much for bringing us in Letting um, letting BTBT and the goons kind of do our show here uh, to our audience, guys. If you live in the Queens area, or if you're living in New York in general, come through. Check this uh, bottle shop out. Got great food, um, very nice beer selection, a lot of taps. Just uh, come through, have a few beers. Yeah, shout out to Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah, he's playing us out right now. <laughs> uh, on that note, guys, uh, you know, keep uh, showing us love, showing us support. We appreciate it, and we'll check you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode. It's great to promote local craft culture, and we will be back for some brews at craft culture soon. Now. Don't forget to check out our blog on beertodaybeertomorrow.com. And please follow BTBT Craft Beer Odyssey on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Wherever you are in the world, drink local, drink fresh, repeat. We'll see you next week with our show with Braven Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York. Cheers. <laughs>